Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday. I hope you are all just doing dandy. Um, it's very early uh, Thursday morning, Wednesday morning here in LA. It's uh, about 3.08 a.m., 6.08 a.m. Uh, East Coast time. And I was actually sleeping and I woke up because I felt very... I just felt a great deal of despair. Uh, I, I often try not to think about the world... The current state of the world, um, I try to only read, you know, what's going on in the real world. And I, I use quotations when I say that because my real world is really pop culture, you know, what's going on in the world of celebrity and film and television and whatnot, because that is my orbit. That is what I love. That is what makes me happy. Um, and that's obvious. That's just, that's where my interests lie. But occasionally, you know, I, I somehow make my way to, you know, all the news outlets, you know, CNN, ABC, Fox News, all of it. I, I read all of it. Um, because I'm one of those, just one of those people who really enjoys reading every single POV point of view from all different people of all uh, beliefs, political beliefs, and all walks of life. Because um, that's just how I've always been. But, you know, I've really, uh, I've just been so discouraged reading about, um, you know, this this terrible current case of George Floyd. And um, I'm sure many of you by now know who that is. It was the uh, the gentleman who was recently um, killed or passed away uh, in the position that he was in um, by the cop, uh, I believe it was four cops in Minneapolis, um, who are no longer employed. Um, was it Minneapolis or Minnesota? Minneapolis, yes, it was Minneapolis. Um, and it's just, it's just really, it's just really been a difficult uh sort of story to follow. It's tragic. It's something that just is uh, becoming all too frequent in the uh, US of A. Um, and it's, I guess, sort of why I was thinking about it was because I went to get a haircut today and um, I was watching a film, my, my amazing hair uh, barber, I'm going to say. He's not a barber, though. he's like a salonist. He's really, really good. Gabe, he's incredible. Um, he was playing a film that had the sort of the underlying tone of the film had to do with racism and, you know, all the terrible, terrible sort of, uh, I guess, uh, backlash that comes with that. And it just really got me thinking and it's been on my mind all day. So I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to start off this episode with that sort of, you know, gloomy tone. I'm, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll move on from this, but I just have to say everybody should really, think about this and it's a really important story to follow um you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna read the details of it here uh it's definitely something that you should read on your own time if you haven't i i implore you to read it and just really think about it and um you know it 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 is very telling of what certain areas of this country are like and not everybody in those areas all they don't all think one way which is true and but the 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 sort of um, underlying message here is that we have to just do better. And it's something that I've just been thinking about for the past day. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what I have to say about that. And I send so much love uh, to his family and uh, friends and all those who knew him. Um, and yeah, so that's that's what I have to say about that. But anybody. Anyways, the reason why I decided to do a podcast right now was because when I'm feeling... Um, discouraged or in a state of despair what makes me happy is doing this talking about 
nonsense pop culture stories, uh, which aren't nonsense, you know, but in terms of like what's actually going on in the real world, it's really, you know, silly. Um, but it makes me happy. It, 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 you know, fulfills my heart and warms my heart to chat about the fabulous celebrities that are, you know, just, you know, making headlines and whatnot. Um, but I'm actually going to start off today with a story that has been sort of been going on for the past week and a half. I haven't talked about it until, well, now. Um, but it's about the fabulous Call Her Daddy podcast. Now, if you guys don't know what that podcast is, um, it's it's incredible. It's just, it's by Barstool. Um, and its hosts, Alex and Sophia, are just fabulous at what they do. And it's just sort of a modern, it's like sort of like a, a modern wink-wink ode to the female empowerment movement. Uh, they're a dynamic duo. They're fabulous at what they did do. Well, I guess did because they're no longer, uh, you know, co-hosts. Um, but I recently watched the video that Alex put out on her YouTube, um, addressing the situation because, uh, there has just been some issues going on as that can happen with co-hosts, which is why I myself host the Mistress of Pop Culture by myself because, I mean, occasionally I'll have my best friend on, but, um, you know, it's, I'm very independent and I know that sometimes when you collaborate with someone, whether or not you are best friends, things happen, interests change, you know, you become famous, um, and you know, just people change and, and outside sort of forces come into your ear, they talk into your ear and whatnot. Um, so I'm going to talk about this sort of story first, and then, um, yeah, we'll go about our other stories. But I hope everybody's having a great week so far. It's Wednesday hump day. Uh, uh, California is sort of, I think, I believe they're on stage two of reopening everything up in terms of the different stages or phases um, of, of how things are progressing, which is really great. I think everybody's still being really safe. Everybody's wearing masks. I hope you're wearing masks, but I also hope everybody uh, is getting outside a little bit, um, not feeling so cooped up because it's really good to get fresh air. And, um, you know, I myself am one of the many who've was getting a bit stir crazy staying inside, but obviously, you know, following the rules and whatnot. Uh, but yeah. All right, so let's, uh, let's jump into our first story. Okay. Ooh, I have to turn on my brightness because my eyes are just like, ow, so bright. <laughs> okay, this is from the New York Times. Uh, how the Call Her Daddy feud boiled over. The podcast built a loyal audience, so did its hosts. Just, oh, excuse me. Uh, in just two years, Call Her Daddy, a raunchy podcast about sex, dating culture, and life in New York, became a cult sensation. This week, it descended into a fireball of chaos and internet drama. Two friends, Sophia Franklin, 27, and Alexander Cooper, 26, started the show in 2018 after coming up with the idea over a vacation. The podcast was acquired by Barstool Sports about a month after the first episode aired and quickly began raking in the hundreds of thousands of subscribers. It jumped from... 12,000 to 2 million downloads in just two months. And top the podcast charts, it is one of the top 20 most popular on Apple Podcasts. Quote, they talk about things everyone can relate to, especially people in college and in their 20s, said Addison Rose, 19, a college student and longtime fan. Quote, it's interesting to hear sex talked about in such an honest way from a woman's perspective. It was refreshing. Miss Cooper wrote in a post titled, quote, how did the two, how did two blow up dolls line of arts will deal? Barstool liked our idea of uncensored, real female locker room talk, which, quite frankly, is just as nasty as guy locker room talk, and we had no problem exploiting our experiences as well as ourselves for our listeners' entertainment. But in the past month, the Call Her Daddy empire has tumbled, exposing the inevitable issues media companies face when their star employees morph into powerful influencers. Quote, this controversy is starting to show some of the Marco issues in the media business built around these personalities, said Blake Robbins, a partner at Ludlaw Ventures, a venture capital firm. It's the pull of influencers outgrowing the media brands that invested in their careers. Now, I'm going to stop right there for a moment because this is pretty much 
that's pretty much sort of the background of what was going on. I know mean, it's a little bit vague, but essentially what happened was, and I really think you guys should go to YouTube if you are in a podcast or if you are a podcast or like whether whatever side spectrum you're on, go to Instagram, uh, go to YouTube, and go to the Call Her Daddy YouTube page and watch Alex's video. It's about a half hour long, twenty five minutes, and she addresses it from her point of view and literally what went down into one of the most powerful dynamic duos, just wanting different things for their careers and you know at the current time splitting up um and she which is incredible alex basically long story short she got the deal to renegotiate and you know in a year she's going to get the ip address to her podcast um and have full ownership to it and then um you know whether or not she stays at barstool that's going to be i guess up to her but she um you know is returning to call her daddy after some time off a bit of a hiatus if you will I mean, I think that's great news for her. Um, let me just see this article. Uh, okay, this article continues to say, uh, Uncertain Future, the last time anyone heard from the two Call Her Daddy hosts was on April 8th. I guess that was their last episode. And um, let me see here if there's anything current. Uh, sorry, I don't have any of this pulled up because I literally, this is an off-the-beaten-cuff episode for you guys. Um Let's see here. New. Sorry. 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 Well, some of this is conjecture. Okay. Anyways, I say I'd like to say the Call Her Daddy uh, podcast is coming back. So welcome, Alex. I'm so excited for you. I think you're so talented. I think you are a star. Um, your video was so candid and honest, uh, and you looked gorgeous and a sister. Um, and I guess Sophia is gonna be on her own path too. She has a massive following, and I'm sure she'll do something fantastic as well. But I just sort of wanted to talk about it because I thought it was such an interesting story of, uh, you know, two very powerful gals, you know, uh, outgrowing their brand. But, um, okay, yeah, all right, so before I get into our next story, a word from our hosts, Anchor. Sponsors, Anchor. Thank you so much, Anchor, as always. Okay, so our next story um, is from E! News, and it's a fabulous story. I mean, it's a little bit of glamour, and I think we all need a little bit of glamour and just, you know, money, money, money these days. Um, Khloe Kardashian is selling her Calabasas home for nearly $19 million. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. $19 million? I mean, the house is gorgeous. We've all seen it on Instagram and on the show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Um, but it's a fabulous house, and, you know, it's fit for a queen, and Chloe's a queen. So, Chloe uh, Kardashian is ready to begin a new chapter in her life. E! News has learned that the Keeping Up with the Kardashians star is selling her Calabasas estate for $18.9 million. Uh, the home, which sits on nearly two acres of picturesque land or looking Malibu Canyon, was first purchased by Chloe from Justin Bieber for $7.2 million in 2014. Uh, she's since done major renovations on the 10,000-square-foot abode, which was even featured alongside sister Chloe Kardashian. It's early. Courtney Kardashian's home in Architectural Digest, quote, Chloe is selling her house and moving into a bigger home, as source reveals to E! News. It's a good opportunity for her to make a nice profit. She spent a lot of time remodeling it, and it is beautiful, and it is beautiful and ready to sell. It makes sense for her to move on and move up right now. Um, there's only two of them in the house. Chloe and the beautiful baby. Um, I think you make a house? What the hell? Good for her, though. She's a queen, so the queen needs castle. Okay, to continue... As for the perks that come with living like a Kardashian, the prospective buyer can look forward to eight bedrooms, seven bathrooms, and a massive closet that'll suit even the pickiest of fashion. He says that's so true. Her closet is freaking amazing, and so is her pantry. She's so organized. Close CD. 
Remember those videos on YouTube? I love it. Um, quote, I don't have kids, so why not? Chloe told AD in 2017 of her custom closet. Uh, obviously, uh, she's since welcomed daughter to Thompson, who is no doubt the princess of her mom's castle. The good American designer also explained, quote, I was very hands-on in the design process. I'm obsessed with details, so I can be a bit controlling, but it's only because I'm genuinely curious. Chloe's famous family members also live just a stone's throw from the mansion, which is located in the extremely exclusive enclave called the Oaks of Calabasas. By the way, I have driven by that community because my best friend's parents live in Calabasas. I mean, I like any other. I actually like going to the grocery stores in Calabasas because it's very remote and there's um, way more stuff in stock. Um, and it's just nice to get out into the valley. It's really hot out there, though, but it's, like, fabulous because it's home of the Kardashians. So every time I'm there, I'm, like, opening my windows, like, breathing their air, hoping I'm, like, breathing Kim K's air because I, like, I literally love Kim K so much. Um, so, yeah, so congratulations, Chloe. Um, that's a lot of freaking money, but, you know, you deserve a girlfriend because you are just fabulous. Now, can you send me that money? Okay. Um... Now, our first story of the day. Now, let's pick it together because I quite honestly haven't even picked it out yet. Um, I'm on TMZ, which is um, pretty much a, a cluster, clusterfuck right now. Excuse my language. So, I'm going to not read something. Let's see what's on page six. I love being on the air with you guys and, like, picking out stories together because it's just literally fabulous. Oh, here's a good little story to wrap it all up with. On um, page six, <laughs> Chrissy Deacon having breast implants removed. Quote, I'm just over it. I, like, literally love Chrissy Deacon. She's, like, so outspoken. I just, I hope to, I strive to, and I want to be her one day. Chrissy Deacon is having her breast implants removed. The multi- and it revealed on Instagram Tuesday, quote, So I posted myself getting a COVID test on Twitter as I'm getting surgery soon. Tegan34 wrote, A lot of people are understandably curious and nosy, so I'll just say it here. I'm getting my boobs out. They've been great to me for so many years, but I'm just over it. I like to be able to zip up a dress of my size, lay on my belly with pure comfort. <laughs> yes, girl, yes. Quote, Don't worry about me, the star wrapped up. Oh, good, I still have boobs. They'll just be pure fat. Which is all a tit is in the first place. A dumb miraculous bag of fat. <laughs> Literally so funny. Um, Tegan is apparently not the one for idle talk. She's having her breast implants removed mere months after revealing for the first time in March that she'd gotten the surgery, which put, quote, a quarter teardrop cup in the bottom and filled out the breast line in her early 20s before noting, quote, I want them out now. I think you're supposed to replace implants every 10 years, she said at the time. But when you have kids, you think about the risks of surgery, and I think this is not the way I want to die. In boob surgery, <laughs> Tegan's plastic surgeon is probably on the shortlist of people not asking her about Alice and Roman right now, though, so we get it. That was obviously the New York Times writer who, you know, she got into a little bit of war of the words with, but obviously the work all out. Um, I just love that Chrissy Deacon is so honest and open about um, her boobies, and I love it. She's literally, she, like, literally has the most fabulous figure ever, because um, obviously she posts photos on Instagram and whatnot, and she just literally looks gorgeous, so I'm sure she's going to look just as gorgeous, if not more gorgeous, um, post-removing uh, her boobies. Um, but boobies are no boobies. That doesn't make the woman. What makes a woman is the woman, um, the heart, the soul, uh, and the energy. Um, so congratulations, Chrissy. I wish you luck on your surgery, and I hope you are safe, and you love your new look, because, you know... That's what it's all about. The looks. Um, okay, let me let me see if there's any other, any uh, other stories worth uh, reporting about here. I'm on E News. Chloe talked about that. Um, hmm, let's see here. Hmm. Have you guys watched any good movies lately? Um I still haven't watched Enemy Season 2, but I'm gonna start it. And I'm literally I'm literally obsessed with the comeback. I cannot stop watching it. It is so funny. And it makes me feel good. And that's what happens with me. Like, once I get obsessed with a show, I keep rewatching episodes over and over and over again. By the way, HBO Max comes out today, which is so exciting, which means I'm going to be diving down the Friends rabbit hole because I love Friends. Um, and hey, we all need a little bit of Lisa Kudrow in our day-to-day lives. Um, so shout out to HBO Max. I can't wait to watch uh, that, even though I already have an HBO subscription. But you know what? Why not have more? Um, let's see here. 
wow, there's like not that much going on today. I already talked about Riverdale's, uh, Lily and Cole. Let's see if there's anything on people. Because I don't often go to that website. Wow, I guess the big story of the day is Chloe selling her house for $18 million, $19 million. Um, and Chrissy Teigen's boobies. Um, well, you guys, I actually don't think... Well, oh... Yeah, here's the story. Jimmy Fallon apologizes for wearing blackface and resurface SNL clip. There's no excuse. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jimmy Fallon has issued an apology. This is from People Magazine, by the way. Jimmy Fallon has issued an apology after facing backlash for wearing blackface and a resurface SNL skit. In 2000, while on SNL, I made a terrible decision to do an impersonation of Chris Rock while on blackface. Fallon 45 began in a statement shared to Twitter on Tuesday. There's no excuse for this. He continued, I am very sorry for making this unquestionably offensive decision. And thank all of you for holding me accountable, Fallon added. The Tonight Show host found himself in hot water this week after a clip of him with blackface went viral on Twitter. Um, the skit first aired in 2000 and features SNL alum Daryl Hammond. In the sketch, Fallon is seen impersonating Rock 55 while wearing a dark brown while wearing dark brown makeup and a textured wig. The hashtag quote Jimmy Fallon is over party began trending late on Monday night with fans slamming Fallon as racist for the skit. Disgusting. Hashtag Jimmy Fallon is over. One user tweeted, um, let's see here. Uh, okay, so this is what I think about that. I, for first and foremost, do not think Jimmy Fallon is racist. I think the 2000s were a very different time. I'm not making up an excuse for him. But what I do think is that he addressed it the way it should be addressed. I am not a huge, I am not a fan at all of cancel culture. I don't think Jimmy Fallon should be canceled. I think he is genuinely remorseful and sorry that he did it because you can always tell when somebody's artificially making an apology, but he seems to be really holding himself accountable, which is great. Um, and, you know, Jimmy Fallon just radiates sunshine and, and uh, you know, being a good guy. Um, so I think he really is apologetic for it. And, uh, you know, again, people in the 2000s were, it was just a different time. Um, again, it's not an excuse, but I'm just saying, as a guy who is ethnic myself, I am brown. Um, I am saying... Truly, in my heart of hearts, I do not believe that Jimmy Fallon is racist. I think he just made a mistake based on the current circumstances of the era that was the 2000s. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's great. He addressed it, and it's a learning lesson, and, you know, that's that's what you can get out of a situation like this. So that's great. Um, well, it's not great, but it, what's great is that he's, you know, holding himself accountable. So that's what's great. All right, everybody. Um yeah, that's pretty much, you know, what's going on in the world. I thought there would be more stories today, um, but I guess not. But, yeah, that's the way the world's going. Uh, you know, celebrity, it's like hit and miss. Some weeks there's, like, so much celebrity news, I'm literally, like, overwhelmed with what stories I should talk about, and other weeks are just very slow. But that's okay. Uh, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm grateful for what I can get. Um, all right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to my episodes. As always, I'm so grateful. Please check me out on TikTok at Andrew DeVitri, Instagram at Andrew DeVitri, um, and I'll be at you tomorrow with another episode with uh, whatever stories come out. Thank you so much, you guys. Be happy, be safe, and be kind to one another. Love you. Bye.